up to the nines. I'm going to teach you a few things. <laughs> well, of course, that's the great JT and Jay-Z, and uh, we're happy JT's back uh, making music. Uh, again, I can finally relax. And if it's uh, what I found in the drafts folder of my uh, Twitter account, hashtag affirmation, then this must be Dale Radio. <laughs> and I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver. And you're uh, listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And uh, you're all here for another live episode, and this is exciting. It's always great to be with you here at Film Biz Recycling, the greatest little basement there ever was. Uh, so, hey, uh, uh, now you know, when I ran through there, normally I shake everybody's hands and apologies, but this is, uh, there's a real bad flu thing going on. And uh, I just, I don't want to take any, any chances that whatever you have might merge with whatever that person has and form some kind of super flu that I'm going to have to deal with. And uh, I just, I, if you, I, you understand, you see that you're on the subway, Bill said, I don't want to ride the trains anymore because that was where all the flu would be, you know. And so you see a kid there and he's just hacking, just hacking. No, just, ah. people say, Dad, why don't you care for children? That's why. Right there, they don't have any sense of boundaries. The smaller a person is, the lower their understanding of boundaries. We're all in this together, you understand. Yeah, I used to be, you see somebody with a mask on, and you see him walking around like a, a Rite Aid or a, or a grocery store, that kind of thing, and you think, oh boy. <laughs> I mean, I get it, you're allergic to detergents, but gee, you got, now we all have to know about this. It just made me feel uncomfortable, but as it turns out, there were many things that I mock and judge. They were on to something. And we all don't be all walking around with a nice mask, something like that. Could be nice and bedazzled, or it could be, I don't know, colored mask would be nice. Wouldn't that be something that you could do? You could do different patterns on it. Well, I'll get a Kickstarter going for it. Anyhow, uh, <coughs> Rob, you're here tonight. Say hi to Rob. Lumber Rob. Rob hey, Erickson. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, you're here. Now, normally, of course, uh, I should explain that our musical director, Steve O'Reilly, is here. And he's up there, boy. He's a, have you ever seen him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good-looking fella. Indeed. He wears vests a lot when he's here, which is always like, well, you see him up close, so he's good-looking. Mm. And uh, it's always nice to have him here. But I'm glad you're here, Rob. Thank you, thank and, you. And uh, of course, uh, Steve. Everything's fine, but uh, Steve had to go up to. Uh, well, not everything's fine. Somebody died. There's a funeral, uh, much like that gal back there in the casket. Uh, but uh, I should explain for our listeners at home: there is a, a, a mannequin in a casket. <laughs> In the room, nothing funny going on here. I'm just saying it's a prop shop, so they got to. Anyhow, we wish the family well, and uh, uh, he'll be back with us soon. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to have you. And Rob and I have been spending a lot of time together lately. We're doing a show in a couple. Too much time, I think. We're spending. Uh, we're going to do a show together in a couple of days. Saturday, 80 minutes of the two of us. That's just, what it says on the ticket. <laughs> just talking about the high school crushes. And uh, having a go in the backseat of a Pontiac. Mm. They build excitement. <laughs> they build excitement. They're, they're Not no more. bankrupt company. It's a shame. Hey, Rob, can you play me a little sitting down music? Something yeah, yeah, low yeah. and slow, like a uh, nervous CVS trainee administering a flu shot. <laughs> Exciting to have you here. You're just doing that with your mouth, aren't you? Mm -hmm. My God, you're a talented person. And uh, 
You know, I was. Have you ever been? I was behind a van recently. You been behind a van? I have. Yeah. I was. It got me thinking. It did. I was. I was out there. I'm sorry for the folks that chose to sit behind the pole. You're gonna just have to. This will be like a radio experience for you. It's like you couldn't just listen to this at all. <laughs> anyway, there's other chairs. So uh, I was uh, behind the van and I started to think, boy, you know, I don't. I spent a lot of time in vans as a, as a person. I've been in transit with other people for many things. Sometimes super shuttles or uh, camp trips, um, uh, schools, that kind of thing. You, you go places and do things and tours of different places all over the country. The, the point is, one of early trips to New York, I was in a van. We stayed down there by a police station by the World Trade Center, slept in the van. Those were fine days. <laughs> but the point is, all those uh, memories of the van, when I was behind this thing, I realized that I don't have access to them all the time. I hadn't thought about those things, and they're basically dead. If my memories of vans were in Tron, it would just be dark. Your light cycle would just, you know, just stop right there. Just, I guess that's more of a, like this. I think they're lower, the light cycle. People, you know Tron? Okay, you're with me. <laughs> I got a little nervous, Ron. <laughs> the physical thing doesn't work with the pole. But the point is that that got me thinking sometimes how uh, people people say that this reality that we're in is just a, a 3D computer simulation. Mm, they do. You know, I've heard that theory out there. And like Tron, only just with whales and sunshine and stuff. And so, uh, I, so somewhere there must be a... A, 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 a control room somewhere, you know, where there's an alien type fella, you know, he's on the computer. Maybe it's a lady. It could be, it could be an alien lady. Those are good. You know why? Three boobs. <laughs> That's why. So maybe she's up there. But I tell you, if they got to the point where they saw like memories of vans, they just shut the thing down. Or if they saw fiscal cliff negotiations, or they're going to talk about the debt ceiling again, shut it down. It's too boring. It doesn't make any sense. Just Apple control reset that stuff, and maybe let's see what happens if we just reboot and maybe make dinosaurs live with humans for a little bit. See what that goes. Or they could be real tall and blue and talk to animals with their braids. Whatever, just give it a different shot is what I'm saying. I don't believe in it, Rob. I don't think it's good. I don't think that's the way it was. Anyway, you okay? What about the van? <laughs> I, I saw I saw my first moon. You know that you get moon with your, with a rear end in a van. Yeah, coming. Yeah, it was, oh, your very I first was, one. I was in a van. You were in a van and another van. Somebody mooned you. That's right. Two two vans and a moon. Well, that's a beautiful story, Rob. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, uh, listen. Let's bring up our first guest because this has been so far pretty good. Hold on. Let me make sure that they're. Businesses. Oh, that sounded like a good pop, didn't it? Mm. Okay, now we're ready. Well, this uh, young fella is terrific, and I want to bring him up. He's a, a storyteller, a, a comedian type fella, and uh, just involved in a lot of great things. We're going to bring him up. Seth Lind, everybody. Seth Lind, come, come on up. Seth. So welcome him to the chairs. There you go. Nice to see you. I'll shake your hand, but you want some Purell after that, and so will I. Now, Seth Lind. Sounds a little too close to Sith Lord for me. <laughs> Sorry, from the planet Albacore. But uh, Seth, you got a couple things going for you, and right off the bat, I want to name the first one that I admire about you. You don't have a lot of hair, and that people don't understand that uh, the bald among us we're like canaries, aren't we? We're the early warning system for all the rest of you, so you're welcome. If you want to know when it's raining, we'll tell you first. You want to know when it's time to put on sunscreen? We know. Nobody know what to wear if it weren't for us. I'm wearing a bald spot today. This is old, old smoking. You can see it's a winter edition, and uh, keeping me in good stead. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> good. I'm happy you're here. Thanks for inviting and, me. No, of course. And uh, now you're a storyteller. Who isn't? <laughs> These days, everybody's got one. And you had a long-running series, right? That just you're out. I did, yeah. I had a show for four years, and this is the first month in four years when I won't be doing it. It would have been on Monday. Wow. And so it's what a did little, you do instead? Weird. No, I mean, it would have been coming up on Monday. Oh, so what do you have planned? I... <laughs> you tried to get me on that one, but I'm right here. <laughs> 
I don't I don't have any plans. I just kind of realized I have it off work. So I think it's just going to be one of those weekends where it feels like the right length. Right. The three you days. You're comfortable about yeah. it. Yeah. But I bet there'll be a longing somewhere deep inside you. To do the show? A little sadness. I might do it. It'll just be in my house alone. And I guess, does that mean it happened? To me, yes, because I've done that show. <laughs> <laughs> Storytelling alone in my house? Absolutely. Sign me up. I'll do a hundred of them. <laughs> what was the series called? Though? So this series was called Told. It ran at under St. Mark's Theater in the East Village uh, for four years. And, and it was, you know, we kind of started it totally randomly over a discussion in the St. Mark, under St. Mark's bar. And then it turned into this thing that lasted for a long time. Uh, and it was our 50th show was the last show and it was four years and it was the end of the year and it just felt like the right time to stop doing it's it, but it is kind of sad. And there's, of course, there's so many storytelling things out now. It's true. And when we started that in 2008 when there were just a few and now, uh, I think there are more than 20 monthly storytelling shows running in the city now. Well, and uh, you, you, did you do something with the festival, the Gotham Festival? I did. I produced, we did a Gotham Storytelling Festival, which was totally derailed by the storm and then, uh, and then rescheduled. And, um, and we feared that no one would show up, but it was like something like a dozen shows and they all sold out. So it was, it was a lot of demand. People like talking. Yeah. And they will listen. <laughs> yes. They will listen to people talking. If that's what the situation is, it's people in a room. Right. Anyhow, Seth. And so you, but you also got a, and so you're going to do that again with the comedy, the Gotham comedy, the Gotham. Uh, the idea is to do that, and we called it first annual to sort of hold ourselves to the idea of doing it again. Uh, someone corrected us and said that you, that's not correct grammar, and you, sh you have to say inaugural. You oh. can't say first annual. I see. So that was a huge bummer. Wow. You already had the posters made. Yeah. <laughs> um, we couldn't cancel it. No. So, uh, but yeah, yeah just I think... Just down the road and make the next one will be the third annual? That would make no sense. <laughs> that's my specialty. Well, uh, uh, okay, so that's it. It's, are you excited about it? I want you to be excited about, about the, it. About the, the one that's happening in a year? Yeah. Yeah, as much as you can be excited about something that I'm very excited. yeah you're excited about. I'm, it. I'm glad you are. Yeah, you, um, you should do you should do your show. That's not why I had you on, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a nice invitation. I'd be happy to sign me up. Absolutely. <laughs> now uh, you also work over there at This American. Right? I do. Yeah, I is... came straight here from there. Oh, really? And uh, what's the difference between something like that American life? Or my so-called life. Oh, uh, well, that American life isn't a thing. Okay. This my so-called life is a television show about terrorism on Showtime. All right. Good. I saw her eating rice once. Really? I did. Was yeah. she? Did she do it? She was great. She, she was perfect. It? Yeah. yeah. I, it would be, I mean, it's how I aspire to eat rice. How would you? It was very emotional. It? She got very emotional though. Did a lot of stuff with the bottom of her chin. A lot, of, a lot of acting like that. Yeah. Claire Danes. That's the... I've been mistaken for. So what were you do? What do you do for This American Life? Uh, my title is Director of Operations. And I... Uh, I so a lot of this? You got a lot of switches and stuff? There are some... There, there's... I'm trying to think of there's literally a switch. There's a lot of buttons. A lot of this. Uh, <laughs> toggling, I mostly toggling things. Uh, I run, yeah, I run like the technical and and business operations of the show, and then occasionally emerge from the shadows and and done a few things that you would actually hear. But uh, but yeah, mostly it's like uh, run down in down in the rigging, in the engine room. That's where the magic is. And were you a part of it in Chicago? No, I was the first hire when they moved the show from Chicago to New York six years ago. Did you get a plaque for that? I did not. Well, ask him. Ask him. <laughs> Do some of that sleepwalk with me money. Get yourself a plaque. Something like that. 
And so, but did I just see you though? You were uh, doing some kind of a, people know the program, right? This American Life, it's a popular show. Um, uh, and, you do, and they do podcasts and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think we're probably neck and neck. But the point is, uh, I, I see that you were in a kind of in a taste test situation. I was, yeah. The last episode was called Doppelgangers. It was guest co-hosted by Fred Armisen imitating Ira Glass. So it was, which is a strange thing to set up. Two people, the other one imitating the person simultaneously. <laughs> they have alternating words and phrases. Could you uh, tell the difference? I could. Yeah. Yeah. You're seasoned. Yeah. And I could watch them. That helps. The right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then, but there was a, so the, the show was Doppelgangers, and the, one of the stories in the episode was about um, whether or not fried, uh, whether or not hog rectum. Yes. known in the industry as bung, yes. was being passed off as calamari. And so, but the uh, apex of the story, there's a taste test where... If you even have to ask the question, rumps and doubts. It's true. <laughs> in me. It's true. Yeah, so it, it, we did a taste test where a coworker and I were the only people who showed up. Six people said they'd do it, and then only two of us actually uh, followed the through. That's and always the way. He thought that... One set of ring, fried rings was calamari. I thought the other set of fried rings was calamari, and uh, he was wrong. <laughs> that worked out okay for you, though. Yeah, I yeah. did actually <laughs> eat, I did try both. You tried it. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. But I think, and I don't want to get too far into the rectum discussion right off the bat, but I think we probably all have eaten that at one point or another. I, I disagree. Uh-oh. <laughs> Or like sausages and things like that. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, but it is it is more common. A lot of sausages are wrapped in rectum, right? Probably like sixty yeah. percent of my daily intake is rectum. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be certain of that. I mean, no, I'm I'm not a big fan of calamari to begin with. So yeah. to introduce the idea that it might also be bung, it's pretty much taking it off the menu for me. <laughs> you won't see me at that. I want the the platter that when they do the. Sampler platter. Yeah. Now just put that to the side. I won't. I won't. I'll be on the other side of the table. That'll be fine with me. You need any whiskey or anything? You okay? I would love some whiskey. All right. Well, let's pair the podcast tonight. They do with a. This is good stuff. Twist off. That's how you know it's a good stuff. There's a little thing called dimple pinch. Is what it is. Maybe push your glass out a little bit. You do this on the American Life. Yeah. No. You didn't really hesitate with that at all. No, it's, I'm not lying. I have a bottle of whiskey in my uh, file cabinet. Cheers. Good. Now, for the folks listening at home, of course, I'm just using some, I'm just having some tea. Lovely tea. That's a throat coat. <laughs> you believe in all that stuff? Throat coat? Yeah, gypsy cold care and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, I'm really bad at... Doing remedies. My parents, whenever I tell my parents I try to, uh, I don't try to get sick. Whenever I tell my parents that I'm getting sick, my dad will say things like, you know, you gotta do ginseng and echinacea and all that stuff. And I just don't do it ever. And I guess I don't have anything to compare it to, but I tell myself it wouldn't have helped. <laughs> Sounds like you lead an exciting life, Seth. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. Um, so what do you do instead? Do you take anything? No, I wait it out. Oh, God bless you. Sleep. And what, do you have a pacemaker? I do have a pacemaker. You include it in your bio, so I bring it up. Oh, uh, yes. Um, you okay? I, I'm good. I actually, uh, as chance may have it, I had a telephone checkup today. Oh, that's You great. can get a checkup for your pacemaker. If you ever get a pacemaker, it's good to know. Uh, you can be checked up over the phone. A little machine you put the phone on it and put a uh, little uh, wrist bands on and then they it's like a EKG over the telephone so uh, everything's great battery's still good. I, have a, good I have a magnet that you hold the magnet against the pacemaker and it uh, makes my heart rate go exactly 85 beats per minute and then if the battery is half gone that magnet instead makes my heart go 65 beats a minute, and that's how they can check the battery life over the phone. Oh. So uh, none of you will probably ever need that information. <laughs> but we've captured it now. It's true. It's true. It's so, wonderful. Well, I'm glad, yeah. you, glad you're okay. 
Thank you. It's just a condition that you had to get that. I had a I had a condition at birth. Uh, I had a temporary pacemaker at birth, and then uh, it's a condition called congenital heart block. Every heart has two electrical nodes in it: the sinoatrial node and the atrioventricular node. Uh, huh? My sinoatrial node is non-existent, which means that instead of electricity going directly between two nodes, the electrical current just goes through the muscle of my heart which led to my heart rate slowing down over time to the point where my resting rate was at around 30 when I was a teenager, which is about like an Olympic runner, but I didn't do any exercise. Mm -hmm. So it's bad. So that was what they, basically my heart rate would have just gone slowing down. Kept going. And the pacemaker keeps that from happening. You could have been pretty fun at parties, so. Like, uh, More like playing dad or something like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You seem real even keeled. It seemed like it did its trick. Yeah, it's I mean, I can't feel emotions. It's but <laughs> it's, other than that, it's excellent. Uh, they're overrated. <laughs> anyway, never goes well for them. The, the robots that get the emotion chip never goes well. <laughs> you like that stuff, sci-fi? Oh, I thought you were talking about the whiskey. I was going to say yes. Uh, no, not really sci-fi. Not really. Well, then let's talk about the It's thing. really smooth. <laughs> Isn't it Not nice? Dimple Pinch. Dimple Are they pinch. the sponsor? Are they the podcast sponsor? Wouldn't that be nice? Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm, this was a gift over Christmas. That's It's a beautiful bottle. Isn't it? Because sometimes it'll... I will. There's not too many whiskeys I don't like, but sometimes they bite you, and this one just goes right down. No, it just goes right down. Mm. You put that with a little Tylenol cold. I won't take it. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Well, you can just wait it out with the whiskey. That's fine too. And so, what do you? What's what's what else is going on? You got another? You got a show? Uh, you I, got some of the robots. I do. I perform uh, for the last six years. Some some uh, buddies and I have been performing in improv comedy, and we have a show also at uh, under St. Mark's Theater. Uh, the group's called Thank You Robot, and we have a show, a monthly show called Summer Fridays, and that show is tomorrow night. Oh, that's great. So and people can find out about that. Just by listening to that last sentence. I <laughs> <laughs> see you're a radio professional. I appreciate that. You know, I think storytelling probably began much like just what we're doing here. Just two fellas sitting around. And, the props. Yeah, shop. Yeah, well, it was probably in a basement full of crap. But they're just, you know, maybe a cave. And probably just talking about it. Just saying, well, how did, you know, how did the stars get up there? And once one fellow says, well, it's just a, a process, you know, and things... It happened, and then it just kind of keeps going, and then, you know, things have just kind of formed together, and there's probably some lava and some cooling and some water, and there you go. It'll just keep going on. And the other guy says, wait, 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 hold on, wait. You're leaving out the part about the sky giants. What about the sky giants that came down to the earth, and they, they multiplied, and then the sun got angry, and the next thing you know, he's tearing a tooth out from his mother's uh, you know, grill there and just ripping a hole in the sky and that's how we have rain. And that's religion too, if you think about it. That's what it's like, isn't it? Storytelling. You think we'll run out of stories? No. You're shaking your head, which is always a good radio thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> how much of this American life is visual? Uh, it's, it's a 90% is what lost by the, just listening. What happened to the TV show? Uh, the TV show existed for two seasons. It was, I think it was one of the first times when uh, producers asked to be taken off the air. Uh, so um, it was just too much work. It was the same staff was doing, doing the uh, TV show and the radio show. And it turned out it was really hard to find stories where there's stuff you can look at um, and there are like emotional stakes. You right. know, and you can plan out to have a TV crew there. Like movies, and television stuff. Well, uh, yeah, but but the, it's easier if you, if, you can script, if you can script them. That's one thing. But to to find stories that like feel like they're this American Life stories, and also just be able to say we're going to shoot on Wednesday. If you can have your like emotional transition happen that day, right? Um, right. Because it's kind of somehow on the radio, you can get away with telling stories about things that happened in the past, and it doesn't feel like this how it feels to look at someone looking at a camera being interviewed about the past because you just get transported so unless we had done the show just as people telling stories of things that had happened to them it just was very laborious 
So um, stick to the native format. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But so it was it was kind of too bad because it was I, I I was a fan of it, um, especially the second season. It was really good. It was just like we were wimps and it was hard. So. Well, maybe you'll get another shot some some other some other way. Uh, yeah, we've been doing these live shows where we do a stage oh, show right. and, and we uh, that, right? beam them into movie theaters, which is fun to do visual stuff for that. So That sounds pretty nice. Um, I'm saying because these people enjoy going to the theater. Clearly. Oh, yes. Yeah, they'll probably show up. Um, so we'll, we'll probably do more of those. We've done three of those. where, it, And it's it's nice because you can do one show and send it into like 600 movie theaters simultaneously around the country. And then, That's what I'd uh, like to do with this podcast. <laughs> or even six theaters. Do it. It would be nice. Just the audio? Or you think the visual too? I think the visual here with yeah. the glow. I should describe it's it. Pretty the glow, it's pretty glow. There's an animal head <laughs> that has Christmas ornaments on it. You know, there's... I never described it for the people at home. Thank you. You've elevated the program here today. So You're welcome. I appreciate it's it. It's a beautiful set. I Thank think you it's, very much. It, uh, I come yeah. early. I pick out things. Thank you very much for that. We're having such a nice time, Zip. And so, uh, <laughs> so the Gotham thing's going to happen next year. I'm jazzed about that. I'll see you there. Send Great. me a contract about that. Great. Thank you, Robot. It's happening. Is there a website that people can look There for? is a website that we don't update. It's called thankyourobot.net. Uh, Anything uh, on the net is like .net. Is Great. All, you're taking a chance. There. <laughs> it's true. <Yeah. laughs> Stick to the, you know. Right. The comms. Yeah, the, the orgs are even a little... But, yeah. It's just uh, a high staff transition at the orgs, so they never have somebody to devote it's to It's true, it's true. Right. But we're there, yeah, we're there the, the um, third Friday of every month at Under St. Mark's doing improv comedy. Right. And um, we try to have it be funny, and sometimes it is. Well, even if it's not. Thank you for that. <laughs> So that's great. Well, thank you for being here. So Thanks for having me. This American Life, we'll tune in. Great. I think you probably got some people hooked on this show now. <laughs> Hog rectum is all you need to give people. <laughs> See, usually they play music here, Rob, and then we're good. Hit the box. Anyways, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, I appreciate it. Is that it? Oh, there it is. Yes. Seth Lind, everybody. That's good fun. A little bit more old gray. Oh, thank you. Steve O plays for five minutes there, so you should. Oh, God bless him. He just keeps going. Be a lot of downtime over here in my own show. Anyhow, uh, we're, uh, I'm thrilled to bring up this next uh, uh, gal. She's a terrific comedian and a writer, and she's working on a new a new show that's going to be on MTV soon. You've all heard of that. Uh, how about Emmy Blotnick? Emmy Blotnick, come on up here. Take to the, take to the chairs. You took out the scrunchie. I did, yeah. I bought a scrunchie on the way here from uh, the 99 cent store. It's actually a pack of three, which is like a tremendous deal. So. Three for one, three for a dollar? Three for a dollar. Or 99 cents, a dollar. It's like Ooh. 108. Either I way, it's a bargain. <laughs> Either way, it's a bargain. Man, and I brought my own glass. Oh, wonderful. You want to hit with sure, some of that sure. Rimply Dimple or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you some Rimply Dimple. <laughs> Don't worry. We've got a little extra wrinkly dimple. How are you doing, yeah, Emmy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Now, I talked about Seth, Seth's name a little bit, but your name I like because it has that, this part, and then gets down to business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Wait, really okay. a strong, it's a good showbiz so, name. I totally disagree with you. I've never felt like Blotnick was like no. a sexy showbiz Man, name. Man, it gets right to it. I know you're going to get the job done. No, Blotnick sounds like, it sounds like the opposite of sex. It's like... Well, you don't want sex in the workplace, necessarily. That can often lead to trouble. Believe me, I had a thing. Anyhow. Blotnick, it's right to it. I guess. It's not. It's not. Blotnick! All right. Get her in here. That's enough. <laughs> I think you're going to be okay. I think so, too. Thank you. I appreciate the vote of confidence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I 
how much this you're working on? Sarah and Nikki live. Yes, it's uh, actually Nikki and Sarah live. Oh, I've been saying it wrong. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's it's a new uh, a new late night show on MTV. Nikki Glaser, uh, Sarah Schaefer, two uh, very funny comedians, and uh, it's sort of this. It's like all pop culture stuff. It feels sort of like a. Like what the Daily Show does to real news, we're doing to like tabloid news, and uh, right. I, you seem skeptical. Well, I don't know about all that. I mean, I wish them well. Oh yeah, but it's I, it's didn't it start as a podcast? It did, yeah. Does that give you like, like does that put some wind in your sails? <laughs> the opposite. It just deflates me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's okay. No, the future is not. Old white fellas talking in the basement. You're not old. It's, too, it's like the weirdest the, thing you two sound. Two good-looking gals talking about <laughs> pop culture and stuff. That's fine. That's but good. Like, you you sound much older than you look. Well, I, I appreciate that. You, you sound it's like you're tea. sweet talking. I see you can like elope with my mom or something. Like <laughs> good night, dear. Is she is she a single lady? Uh, <laughs> she's currently seeing someone. So. Who's not your father? No, are we going to get into this now? <laughs> well, I don't, you brought her up. You brought her up subconsciously with the tone that you speak That's right. in. That's right. <laughs> Blotnik Seaver. Yeah, that could work. Uh, well, her first name's not Blotnik, so I think you're in the clear. Oh, what's her, what's her maiden name? Maiden name. We don't need to get into that. No, we on the broadcast. Anyhow, well, we'll come back to your time as a trouble She'll team. She'll be here next time. Okay. Oh, so how about, when was your time as a troubled teen? The, the 20s? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. The arch, oh. as I like to call it. That's the, that's Just the... a wheel with a stick. Just That was the only toy we had. <laughs> Waiting for the Wells Fargo wagon. <laughs> to come rolling into town. <laughs> yep, those were the days. Oh, yes. <laughs> She's been there. She's is been that down a there. shout out for Westchester? Not, not, not the Westchester you're thinking of, probably. This is Westchester two words, not Westchester County one word, New York. This is, where'd you grow up? Um, in Boston. Oh, up in Boston. Up in Boston. Yes, they've got some deep segregation issues there, don't they? <laughs> Forever and ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never feel more unwelcome than when you're in Boston. That's absolutely true. It's uh, Boston is a cruel place, but... But it, um, it's a lot of good comedians are from Boston. Sure, yeah. Emerson had a lot of people they turned out. Yes, they? yes. Yeah. Where you are you from? Well, I'm down there in Westchester, Pennsylvania. It's oh, two words. okay, cool. Two words. I've never been I, uh, specific about identifying it, but thank you. I got it. We got it. So, yeah, down there outside of Philadelphia is, uh, is it, you know. My family, a long line of Quakers that settled early. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, back to the 1700s. Anyhow, Emmy... So what, when did you first come to New York? Uh, I spent some, like some, I spent some summers here in, when I was in college and then moved here for real about uh, two to three years ago. Oh, okay. Yes. So your college is that not, not so far away from this point in time? I guess. It feels further Does away. Does it feel far away? Yeah, yeah. And how'd you, and you were working, so what, you only been here a couple of years, you are working on the Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah. I, well, I I was a uh, I Sarah was also working on that show yes. when I first Sarah of Nikki and Sarah Live was um, working on that show also. And let me be clear, you will be your own person. You don't need to always be associated with them. I'm just saying that's just that's happening right now. We're yeah. using that as a framing device. But I know Emmy Blotnick. People say Emmy Blotnick of the Emmy Blotnick, whatever. Oh. There's not going to be always of Sarah and Nikki. Like, no. Leave them aside. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, Don't get I, caught up in that. They're they're close they're they're close friends. Seth is bigger than this American life, you can tell. That's true. I mean you can feel he's it. He's perfect in his for presence. NPR though, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a real smooth. Well he really too. relaxed me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, what you met Sarah at the at the you were a blogger? Yes. I, uh, I is that know. a job? It is. Can you believe it? No. It wasn't a job like only a few years ago and now yeah. Everybody, anybody can do it, I guess. No, I don't know. It's it's not, it's like... No, anybody can do it. <laughs> but like not the way no, I not. did it when I was a blogger, you know? And then furthermore, you won your namesake. 
Uh, yes, well, I, it, it doesn't have my name, the Emmy Award. There is like a, not, uh, what is it, like Creative Arts Emmy for, and they have all sorts of like very obscure subcategories. They and do one those of them, like the week before. Yeah, they usually get one yeah. hot actress to give it to all the ball That's guys. Like Olivia Munn will <laughs> right, give out this. to yeah. 45 identical ball guys. Nothing wrong with ball guys, no, I told you. No, 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 no. Or the impending ball guys. The what guys? Impending ball. Impe right, right. The ball people of the Those future Those for which baldness too. is impending. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so you got this award? Well, so the, the subcategory that a blog can be nominated, like a television blog can be nominated for, is like... End of the day, you got a statue, or did you not get a statue? <laughs> it's called the Outstanding Achievement in Interactive Digital Media. And... Uh, the late night with Jimmy Fallon digital experience has won it like twice. So one of those years I was there, and uh, they can only fit so many names on a statue, so it doesn't say my name. But I would, you know, one of them. I did that. <laughs> I'm gonna start going around the statues, and you know, they can only fit so many names. On <laughs> but I mean, Valley Forge. But if there can be. I was there. <laughs> It was cold. The Liberty Bell. <laughs> yeah. I was there. I got the boat, then it was fine. Mount Rushmore, they can only carve so many faces, but you know, yeah. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> it was sort of the fifth face of that. But, um, you could be, it won't be Mickey and Sarah. You could be. Like, so this show goes on. Now, what happened? So you struck up a friendship with Sarah. I supported her Kickstarter campaign. God bless her. Yeah. She went on a little tour, got a t shirt. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's great. And I like following her on Twitter. She's got funny things to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I listen to the podcast, but the podcast is not about pop culture. It's like this. It's like a couple right, of people right, talking totally. in front of some good looking people. They yeah, come out yeah, and yeah. They're brave they, the cold. That's right. Yeah. Um, no, they, they it's uh, Nikki and Sarah mostly talking about like life, but they happen to both like pop culture, which was the way the show turned. I sure also is. fall into that category. Yeah. You see so. the Golden Globes? Yeah, did you? Sure. What what was Jodie Foster talking about? Good God, who knows? Who I was distracted by her haircut, which I thought was sort of like a long bowl, but nobody mm. else seems to care. I just want to talk about the hair. Uh, well, the whole issue is, is complicated, but near as I can tell, she's got a business partner in Sydney. She enjoys hanging out with uh, red-headed boys of various sizes, <laughs> and uh, she enjoys the company of an anti-Semite. That's it. That's all I can figure. That does all sound about Which right. doesn't make me feel like I want to spend time with Jodie Foster. No, but thankfully you don't have to. <laughs> thankfully, I know. Well, she canceled, and that's why you could be here tonight. And it's a good thing you locked Jodie Foster outside, because... But it was like the least obvious way to say something that is obvious. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I wish her well, but whenever somebody says, Honey Boo Boo, my ears shut off. Yes, that's totally, that's totally fair. I, I don't hear anything past the thing. Honey, boo-boo. I'm just done. It's like right. my memories of the van. You remember when we were talking about that? <laughs> that the audience good. really loved that. that Nobody's going to fast forward through that part. Although, you know, the one thing, I don't want to say the name that's going to make you tune out, but that child we were talking about before yeah. went on a talk show and fell asleep. And I thought that was like one of the most relatable things I've ever seen. That's honest. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you, I think it was Dr. Phil or Dr. Drew, are you still listening? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> she, she nodded off on television and I think that's like, that, that's a, a form of being a badass, I think. <laughs> no, I, NPR, you could expect it, but yeah. Yeah. I, oh I, no, NPR is like a no, lullaby for it all. I'm kidding, Seth. Infinite Jest is our I'm teddy miss bear. I'm going talk. I am going to miss those two fellas. Do you, have, do you have tote bags and stuff at home? He works for a radio station. It, it, I bet under his sink is just crammed with tote bags. <laughs> That's where you keep them, isn't it? Well, radio stations are all about canvas tote bags are like oh, their sure. currency. I don't mugs, tote bags, like. You know where you see a lot of them out in the wild is in Boston. Tote bags? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. You so don't see as many here. No, because you people see are hobo with, bag. Yes, that kind purses. Of thing. You see purses. Right. Oh, is That's, a hobo bag a trash bag that, or like no, a no, style no, no, of purse? No, 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 
no, no, no, no, no, that's a real thing. Back me up, somebody that has anything yeah. to do with fashion. Oh, hobo bag. Oh, it's like a sort of like a slouchy like mother bag. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know what I'm talking about. I'm not saying anything bad about hobos. I love the hobo community. That's most of my audience. <laughs> the guy asleep at the end of the car, that's my audience. Yeah, this place does sort of feel like a hobo hangout in its own awesome well, we do I love this best. place, by the way. It, you really enjoyed it. I'm freaking out. It's like... It feels like Craig's, like literal Craigslist. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, I, oh my God, it's like the upshot of being a hoarder is right. this place. You stumbled into eBay. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, let's say the tagline for the place: ten prostitutes short of being literal Craigslist. <laughs> Make it nine. <laughs> I'm pointing at him. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> So, uh, so, but other than that, you enjoy the Golden Globes. You stay. You, you read People magazine. How I do you stay do in now. touch? I read tabloids and stuff so that we so can. You got to binge on all this stuff. Oh, well, yeah, it's strange that like this is that reading tabloids is part of the job. And so, I had a friend who was like, "What do you do now? Like, what do you read now for fun if tabloids are work?" It's like I guess just like porn. I don't know what they're. What's the next step down from tabloids? Like just. I wasn't you thinking that was going to be. No, I wasn't thinking that would be the thing. But like, what, I, I guess what's so. a step more lowbrow than well, maybe I trade manuals? Oh yeah, I like a good trade manual. Yeah. <laughs> Janitor's Weekly or something like that. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I just. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Porn seems like a step up from the. But like written porn is usually. I don't have any experience reading written porn. You just text. I just threw it out as like a. Just text. Just text, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a trade manual of a certain kind. <laughs> Depends on what you find erotic. Right, but, yeah, you, know, you, yeah. you got to keep your imagination active and all that stuff. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Now, the tech stuff is usually, well, you could get some. Maybe I'll get you a subscription to, to Granta or something like that. Is that how you say it? Granta? No. Granta? What? What oh, are we talking about? It's text porn. Oh. You'll see. It's called Garanta? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Does everybody what, know what something about it? You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. It exists. Yeah, yeah, it exists. Okay. But I don't know about it. I don't think it's porn. <laughs> <laughs> people, people in the audience uh, are arguing the fact that I think that that's text porn, but it depends on the issue. Whatever the theme is. Sign Depends. me up so it's I can find out based. what it is. Oh, I'll send a bunch of magazines to your office. <laughs> Blotnik in big letters written across it. I feel like I'm, get, I'm getting pranked in here. <laughs> You're getting pranked in the living Craigslist. Yeah. Living Cra I'm going to buy this globe, by the way. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Do you, you travel a lot? Um, I've been thinking about it. I, I don't travel a lot, but... There's just, like a whole world that I want to look at and stuff. So. You you know you're too young for this, but there was a time when they had travel agents. Yeah. And you would yeah, go to yeah. the travel agent and they'd have this, and they said, "Where'd you like to go?" Uh, just like that. Said, oh. That's how you find. Like, I'll call somebody. We can get you there. <laughs> now I think it's just like wiki travel. <laughs> that's like all that's left. Sure, internet is. stuff. I read. Oh, actually, I read a good wiki travel thing. Because um, we were looking, I was Please looking at stuff about, about like uh, I was thinking like Italy or France or something like that. Sure. But the uh, the entry for Mogadishu is also amazing. Yeah, well, you, you have to believe me. The, the, okay, you go with a friend. Well, is there an Airbnb? You it's can stay in? yeah, I think so. It's sad. Well, the top Mogadishu. of the unlike the other ones, the other entries, there's a warning at the top. It's like Mogadishu is the most dangerous and lawless city on earth. And then it says you have to be escorted by tank. So it's like ridiculously impractical to go there if you're a tourist. <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> There's sections that are like to see and to do, and they're just empty. And it's all <laughs> war warnings about how you have to land a plane on like a rocky cliff. And like, it's just, it's fascinating that they'd even <laughs> make one of those, you know? You're considering it. That yeah. You should get some shots, though. I think that's an important thing. Yeah, you got to find out ahead of time if they pick diners. Any, anything over here, you're going to want some shots. Right. <laughs> Probably some parts down there. I, I don't. 
I don't just travel because of bugs. Because the bugs. I don't like You don't bugs. like, well, there are bugs like here, bugs. too. I know, I know. And if I could move further north, I would. But <laughs> what? We, we all make decisions and we have to stick with them. Right. But um, um, that's why I don't go to Florida, anything down there, forget it. Sure, sure. Just out. Just out. Yeah. Um, are you a brave enough person to kill bugs if they are just, like, say you have a cockroach, can you handle it? Or do you shriek and jump on the Here's the what I want to tell you. One time, uh, I was blowing my nose. Gross. I know. that I could end the story there, but it gets <laughs> grosser. We won't get to hog rectum, but it's gross. And I'm blowing my nose, and I felt what I thought was an almond on my arm. Isn't that a weird oh. thought to have? You think, oh, well, what is this almond doing on my arm? <laughs> I've just blown my nose. Was there an almond in my nose? And I looked down, and it was a cockroach that had been in the Kleenex. Oh, oh. And it jumped down on my arm. Oh, that's, that's just ter terrifying. That's so, yes, I killed it with swift and, and uh, vicious fury. Wow, great. Yes. I have no qualms about it. I'm glad to hear that. So your the fear is, like, limited. Limited, but... I, yeah, it's limited. Okay. It's limited. So Let's you're going to stay in, like, a tent in Thailand, but, like, you can handle a cockroach. That's good. Yes, tent in Thailand, no. Right. Cockroach, occasionally, okay. Good. Yes. That's great. You think it can work out between me and your mom? <laughs> I made this, I, I, I set this up, I walked into it, <laughs> and the answer is no. But you enjoy your work there on the, on, the, uh, on the show? Yeah, oh, very much. It sounds so vastly different, I'm a little bit worried about it. Oh, vastly different from what? From the podcast. It's not oh, no, but, but it's all about their relationship, like how good of friends they are, how well they get along, like what good chemistry they have. And so you'll see it when you see it. Like all it's, right. uh, But the, the actual like writing stuff for the show has been like ridiculously fun. So at like That's being, writing scripts job. is like seeing things really produced is still like kind of new to me. But like, there's a video that's out on the website now. If you go to their the Nikki and Sarah Live website, that's uh, like a montage of them spending a day together. And when we were writing the script, we wrote in a car explosion, and they they just did it. It's like they did it. It looks so awesome. It's so weird to have the experience where you're like, I think I'll put a car explosion, and then there's a car explosion. So I had a similar experience with the web series that we're doing for this show. <laughs> And uh, Chris Gethard and I, he, he said he wanted to go get a hot dog. And we went and had a hot dog. That's that is amazing. I know, it blew my mind. You, you write it and then, then it happens. Then when you see it, it's like, oh, there's two fellows eating a hot dog. <laughs> Can you believe it? Close-up shots. That's, um, that's man, yeah, it's an incredible dog. feeling, right? It's, you make, uh, you make it thrill. happen. What yeah. an absolute thrill it is. <laughs> you feel like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. No, it's, but the, the stuff for the show is also very good. And you're also doing stand-up around town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping That's the old muscles going? Oh, yes. Is that what you studied? Theater, that kind of no, thing? No, I studied, like, uh, film and communications. I had, like, a legal studies minor that is currently just being replaced with facts about Kesha <laughs> from this job. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's... That's like, how you say your name? Uh, yeah, Kesha. Always the confused. Dollar sign. I stopped you halfway through. You don't pronounce through. the dollar sign. Yeah. Um, Cash kachink. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of jokes there, boy. Oh uh, boy! Yeah. Hold on, let me tweet a couple. <laughs> <laughs> you superstitious? Uh, no, not really. I found the other day I was in the just putting on my deodorant, you know, in the morning, and I realized I was putting on my deodorant to the theme of lunch, a bunch of lunch, a bunch of lunch, a bunch of lunch, a bunch of Fritos go with lunch. Both. Of, do you know that song? I my, do know. <laughs> Now I can't stop putting on my deodorant today. That's great. That seems like a lot of deodorant. So you gotta be Well, I always do munch a bunch of munch a bunch of munch a munch a munch a munch of three of those go with my arm. So you've got like fourteen strokes on one arm and like five on the other. Yeah. Yeah. But I always go back to this one because if I don't go back to that one, then the day is ruined. <laughs> oh, so it's a superstition. It's a personal yeah. superstition. Yeah. And this arm is actually lower than this one. Oh, that's not that uncommon, actually. Like well, some, no, but I think it might be because of all the deodorant I've been. <laughs> You're weighed down. I'm weighted down. With aluminum and goo. All that goo on one side. <laughs> I guess that's what happened. Yeah. Um, what did you and Chris Gethard do together? We ate hot dogs. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> 
We drove around uh, New Jersey. Cool. He likes New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's pretty proud of it. Yeah. Oh, he's proud of it. Believe me. <laughs> oh wait, no. He's he's a, uh, is he from New Jersey? Oh yes, he is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Loves everything about it. That's great. Where do you see this thing? It's gonna be hot. I don't know. It might be. It might. I don't know if it's gonna. It might be part of the Gotham Storytelling series. Oh. The new web thing that they've got going on. It may be part of a lot of This American Life Live. It might be on MTV. I'm not sure where it's going to go at this point. I'll just watch everything then. I know. That's what I'm so excited to see. It's just two guys in a car and then they eat hot dogs. Wow. I mean, who doesn't want to see this? Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's really great. great. Um, yeah. What do you put on your hot dogs? What do you like? Lane. Really? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah. Weird, man. I know. Weird. I know. I go to the McDonald's. I'm the person that orders the cheeseburger, just cheese. People got to wait behind me. Sometimes I have to stand to the side. I got to wait for six people to get their cheeseburger oh, before I get mine. Because yeah. I like it plain. Yeah. Don't care for the smell of condiments. That's fine. I know there are some people that don't like condiments. But like condiments are the spice of life. They're... You think so? Yeah, definitely. That's what they taught you in Boston. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess so, yeah. What do you put on beans? Uh, no, no, beans. Uh, like, maybe, it depends on, refried, a little bit of lime juice. We were just talking about this earlier today at my office. That sounds like a fun day at work. Yes. <laughs> we were like, what do you do with your refried beans? Just comparing notes on what we're all going to do when we go home. We have tacos on Tuesday there, taco Thursday? No, we don't have a cafeteria anymore, which is a bummer. At NBC, there was, like, a big cafeteria what? on the wait, same floor. Wait, 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 wait. MTV doesn't have a cafeteria? Not in the building we're in. We have like some places to get lunch. But NBC, yeah. they got a cafeteria. They've got a pretty major commissary. Is that fun to work at 30 Rock? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it feels like the temple of television. It's a nice sure. place to go. I'm going to go there sometime. Yeah. I know you're going to sell them your hot dog show. Man, they like it. I know. I had a dream. It was me. This is fun. I had a dream. It was me and Lauren Michaels. I was helping him out. Mm. He was wearing an enormous tan shirt. Enormous short sleeve tan shirt. It was, came down to here on him. I don't, know, I don't know what it was about, but we got on okay. And then the fella, the fella Bill Hader, yeah. was there and he introduced me to his boyfriend who was real tall. Oh. I don't know if Bill Hader's uh, gay or not. But, I also don't know. Uh, but, but it was nice to meet him. We got invited to a nice party and Lord Michael said, You should go. And I was like, That's good. I don't do a Lord Michael's impression. But, <laughs> And I was like, okay, it sounds great. Are you going to go? I'm like, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> it's a pretty great dream. Wow. So sounds we, like your Reef by Beans conversation. Sounds like, so we hit the major points of the big tan. Were there pants? Did he wear pants? He wore pants, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know about That's cool. I feel like Lauren Michaels has got to be like one of the most frequently dreamt about people by like the sh by showbiz folks in yeah. general. He's I bet like, that's true. Yeah. He's like. Charlize the, Theron. Oh, yeah. And then probably Lauren Michaels. Is she your gal? Oh, she's not. She's not not my gal. <laughs> I'm a Penelope Cruz person. Really? Yeah, and Salma Hayek. I like them both equally. I think I'm going to give the edge to Salma. It, yeah, yeah. you know what? Sal Salma has a more mature vibe about her. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I like. Right. You're not actually old. The Penelope <laughs> Cruz spent time with Tom, though. Yes. There was a, a double cruise moment. In, I can't in, stand with that. That's okay. Yeah. Um, That's some kind of delusion going on there. Yeah. I, we I, got into some pop culture. This is yeah, fun. See? I see what you mean. I know. It is fun. Everybody <laughs> we all know it. Yeah. Let's talk about it's it. It's very purely enjoyable in a, in a, a big, stupid way. I love it. It's, it's so know. much better than talking about vans and things that people don't care about. Yeah, why would you? Honey Boo Boo. Penelope Cruz versus Salma Hyatt. We could be here all night. The oh, plants are fake. There's nowhere, nothing we have to be doing. There's <laughs> nothing we have to be doing. Yeah. That's true. Um, There's really nothing. Can you do an impression of Salma Hayek? <laughs> no. No. I, I can't. can. You can? Let's hear it. Uh, there, oh, okay, she has a lot of animals because she's married to a French billionaire, so uh, she can list off all her animals. She'll be like, I have nine dogs and two cats. And three hamsters, and an ocelot, and a penguin, and three hippopotamus. And, and she'll just go on for it. I have a hamster named Max. Did I say hamster already? Yeah. It's okay. I just pinched myself out for that. 
but I just like her. It's, no, it's wonderful. Yeah. And I don't think that's offensive. Thank you. Yeah. I thought that would be offensive. That wasn't no, it's just fun. Okay. Can you do impressions of anybody besides this person you're, you're being? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting into some meta business now. Mr. Trouble Team. <laughs> I tell you, I wasn't a trouble team, but all the people that I talked to have been, and that's why I asked that question. I had a great, I had a great uh, teenage experience, and I would do it all over again. <clears throat> I don't know if I can do this. Let me see. Tonight on the Fleeching of America, we take a look into stock brushes. Is that yeah. the, uh, Tom Brokaw, the uh, I was going to say the To Catch a Predator guy. No, no. It wasn't To Catch a Predator. I got it. Thank you. Thank you. Tonight, I have a whole thing on that. That's awesome. We celebrate the life of Tony Danza, who played the lovable ex-boxer turned taxi cab driver, Tony on Taxi. Anyway, who then played the lovable ex-boxer turned taxi driver turned homemaker, on who's the boss, or whatever, whatever it was, homemaker, whatever. But, and the emphasis on who's the boss. On who's the boss. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's always that's fun. That's great, perfect. That's fun. Well, I look forward to seeing this. When can people tune in to the show? It premieres January 29th at 11 o'clock on MTV. Oh, and Jesus. PM, stay awake. It's in it's in Times Square. It's in the old studio where TRL used to be. Oh, it's that's a, when it was a, happening. Oh yeah, it's very exciting. It's <laughs> it's good. gonna be. You're gonna have the windows. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's just the same studio. They're just in there. No, we have like a set. It looks oh, okay. really wonderful. Okay. You'll see. Not as good as this. Close. No, I mean this Close. is a great set this too. That's why I'm gonna take this globe. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> compare the two. Well, that's great. Well, tune in. Nikki and Sarah Live is great. And Andy, we're going to keep an eye on you, too, because I know things are going to happen for you beyond this, and you won't always be chained to this Nikki and Sarah thing. God bless You're them. putting this agenda on me. They'll do okay, and you'll do even better. Thank you. It's great. Thanks for being here. Andy Thank you Lottie, for having me. This was a great fun. There you go. Woo! That's great. Sure. There you go. That's good. No, I appreciate it. Like I said, usually there's five minutes. Well, this has been fun, everybody. Uh, I hope you've had a good time. I have. Thanks to uh, uh, Rumba Rob, Rob Erickson there. Uh, look for us. We're going to be uh, performing Saturday night, January 19th at 10 p.m. God, that's a late show. That is a late show. I should go to sleep now. Uh, at Dixon Place, we're going to be part of the Coil Festival. Are we? Are we? Nobody knows. Nobody knows if we're part of that festival, no. and I say we are, because it's nice to be part of something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, my thanks to the, to the great folks here at FilmBiz. Uh, the next show is coming up February 21st. That's the next live one. We'll have some recorded ones in between. Uh, the next live show will feature uh, Bridget O'Neill and uh, Neil Medlin. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's, that's going to be nuts. Just nuts. <laughs> Just a nutso show, but we'll do it, and we'll have some fun. Just like tonight. So Seth and Emmy, thank you very much for being here. Thanks to all of you. Till next time, I'll be filling my empty whiskey bottles with Tamiflu, preparing for the next apocalypse. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.